Hi, this is Al of Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast and proud member of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 217, and you're with your high priest of country, Ray. Hello. And uh, tonight, uh, joining, rejoining the show, um, a, a, a regular co-host, a regular host, uh, will be the power of Chad. Chad, welcome. Good to be back. Yeah, always great to have you back, Chad. This is a good, good, a good old chat. Um, some good discussions ahead, and what we have tonight is an idle chat, of course, to to start off the week. This one subtitled "Things That Go Bump in the Night" with a K. Uh, so anything Moon Knight and the supernatural slash kind of folklore, we'll get into it. But it should be an interesting discussion uh, before kicking off anything. Uh, uh, hats must be tipped off to our gracious Patronis, those listed as co-producers and executive producers on each and every one of our episodes. Uh, you too can become a Patroni if you check out our Patreon page. Um, so a huge thank you to the likes of Daniel, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell and Anthony. I uh, want to give a shout out too to Fringe Night by Daniel Doing, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. Hello Headphones empowering gamers to play at their best and Dreamland Comics, the superhero superstore. Now we also have, Chad, a, a fair few spectacles later on, so uh, I wanted to pay their due, but we'll get around to that towards the end of the show. Uh, speaking of which, on the other side of the show, i.e. the beginning, this one, uh, how have things been? All good? Uh, things are going better, that's for sure. Oh, good. Um, good. How about you? Yeah, um, things are, are, we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing COVID related, but we were all kind of, it is winter here. So, you know, that comes with colds and, and viruses and stuff. So we're kind of just recovering a bit from uh, just some uh, consecutive viruses that we've had. We, we've been tested as well, so no, no COVID, but it's just annoying. Yeah, so th- they've been like really lengthy viruses, like coughing, and kind of congestion, but uh, happy to say, you know, looking a bit more rosy. The, the important thing, Finn, Finn's looking good. Like he's he's happy. I.e., he's sleeping. So that, that's good. That's, oh, that's good. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, good for everyone, I think. Um, but no, it was good. Uh, nothing much. We're, I mean, we're currently, unfortunately, we're back in lockdown. Um, so we've been fortunate enough over here on the other side of the pond in Australia to to be relatively COVID-free, at least in our state, but uh, the last week has, has you know, that's changed. Uh, so there are like over 200 cases uh, spreading. Uh, so uh, last week and I think this coming week, or this week as this episode comes out, uh, be like working from home, only essential going out, you know, that sort of jazz. Um, the gym. How, how is the, the status over there for you, Chad? Uh, it's all open stupidly enough it's okay I'm, pretty, yeah. I'm biased about it 
Yeah. I still wear a mask everywhere I go. I just oh, I mean, me it's too. short-sighted not to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely still have the the mask handy. Well, we have to now as well. Um, but yeah, so it has been. It's just been like you're you're not in lockdown, right? But you guys are just ongoing management of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Damage control, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So we've got this week coming, but we think it might be extended the lockdown for a bit for a bit more, just because the cases are rising, you know, they, they'll generally stop the lockdown if it, if it starts decreasing. Um, having said that, you know, we'll start getting the rollout of the vaccines, that sort of stuff. Anyway, loonies, that is by the by. <laughs> um, apart from, apart from that, um, I don't know, anything else, uh, Chad, that you've been up to? Wanna, have you been catching any, I don't know, discovering any new, new bands? Like, not live, but <laughs> just... Well, I mean... There's a new series I got turned on to. Um, it's called Black Sinister. Oh, that really sounds good. What, what's it about? Do tell. Uh, it's basically about a uh, vigilante millionaire who tortures the entire city with his like campaign of fear. Oh, wow. That... It's a comic series, and uh, it's basically... Um, uh, Darkened version of the other guy. Oh wow! Well, it, it, I mean, immedi- immediately I kind of got association. Okay, okay. Is it kind of like Brightburn, but for the other guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. And it was actually a series, though you said, not not a film. Yeah, it's a comic series by okay. Troy Nixie. Okay. Ah, sounds interesting. Oh well, that's uh, that's definitely something. Maybe loonies. If any loonies out there are familiar with it, let us know. Um, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I. Oh, actually, hang on. Having said that, any other? How about any reads? Have you been doing any reads lately on anything? You know, worth noting. Well, I got the uh, Agent of Asgard complete collection. Ooh, and so, nice. Yeah, beautiful piece. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, you've you've probably read it all already, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to have in one solid format right in front of me. Yeah, I like those complete collections. Just you know, a bit bigger than obviously your your typical trades. About seven, six, sorry, tray six issues long. Complete collections are a lot more. They're juicier, aren't they? They're they're worth it. Oh yeah, extra <laughs> thick. <laughs> Yeah, I am having fun as well. I can't. I'm I'm chomping at the bits for the Masters of the Universe Revelations on Netflix. Um, yes, that looks With, so. Uh, Henry Rollins as Triclops and Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Wow, I didn't know about Henry Rollins. I pro- somebody probably told me, but I know I knew about Mark Hamill. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Teela. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, uh, and I'm sure there are other famous people in there. But uh, it looks so good, and I my Masters of the Universe omnibus arrived, and oh, it's, it's a thing of beauty. I, I've only read like I think about two trades in or something, but um, uh, now I've got the omnibus, so no excuses. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, loonies on the Moon Knight front. Uh, just a bit of I mean, not too much white noise. Just these these ever growing. This ever-growing tally of variant covers for for Moon Knight number one coming out towards the end of July. 
Now, Chad, I um I haven't got the definitive list. I've been trying to find the list. Uh, one of the loonies, a big shout out to John, Looney John, uh, and Luis as well, Mister Moon Knight. Uh, they've tallied it at about forty three, forty three variant covers. Jesus. Um, I can't. I don't have the definitive list here. I've got about. I think it's about twenty two, twenty three here. So, loony listeners. <coughs> There is, obviously, you know, Moon Knight number one coming out with the Steve McNiven uh, regular cover. Uh, but we also have, it has been now released thus far, I guess, uh, the variant covers from the likes of Alex Garner. Uh, John Romita Jr. has two different versions. E.M. Gist, um, fantastic. That's probably one of my favorite. Kyle Hotz, uh, Gerard Zafino, another great one. Scotty Young, Elizabeth Talk, Alan Kwa. Uh, there's a hidden gem uh, variant by Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh There is a headshot-themed variant by Todd Nauk. Uh, a Pepe Laraz uh, Lara, uh, is the uh, Captain America's 80th anniversary homage um, to or, or celebration, or you know, uh, Gabriel Delotto. And then there are two versions by Marco Mastrazzo, uh, two versions by Mike Mayhew, two versions by Dave Mack. Mika Suyan and Tyler Kirkham has two versions as well. So there are plenty of them. And if you're in the group, uh, like Chad and myself, you probably see a lot of the covers floating around. So you've got... We're spoiled for choice, Chad. Uh, are you aiming to get them all, or do you have a, a short list? Um, <clears throat> to be completely honest, I haven't really been on it because it's been overpowering. And, uh... Overpowering, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But there's some beautiful... There's some beauties. Oh yeah, there's tons that are like I would definitely pick up like on a whim, mm. but just all at once is just too much. I know, I know, I know. Oh well, I'm definitely gonna aim for the regular cover just because you know I like to get that. But um, I might, I try, I'll try to get a handful of them. There's no way I can get all of them. Um, hats off to you, loonies that that have ordered all of them, um, or something, or, or on the way to. Uh, it's certainly an expensive endeavour, but, um, you know, I'll probably just pick maybe, I don't know, four or five of my favourites, uh, and, and we'll take it from there. And then maybe just pick at it, like a dirty scab across time, <laughs> you know, just pick them off one by one. Um, but yeah, do you, do you have any, I don't know, oh, you haven't had a chance to really have a look at them, Chad? Or? Oh, I have. It's I just have. remembering oh, yeah. all the different versions is just tough. Oh the, yeah, I really like the David Mack variant. Oh just yes, with the setting of the moon across the background of it—it's just mm-hmm. it's really cool. And the script it reminds me of when the uh, the profile tries to look at Mark. So it's like uh-huh. the word associations just yes. spread across. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he looked at the profile. Also looked at one of the committee members, and you had that the writing the his not near his pocket or something, saying that you know, oh no, he had all these little idiosyncrasies that the profile picked up. Um, yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I yeah, like I said, I love the the EM gist one, which is kind of like a, a realistic kind of take, taken at a high perspective, and it's Moon Knight with a body of mercenaries at his feet. I uh, love that one. Um, with the uh, crescent yes. going across all of them, yeah, yeah, it just—I don't know—I just really like that kind of art. Um, and uh, the Delotto one for sure. 
I think that's the one where he's got those mean-ass freaking crescent blades he's holding. Um, pretty cool. But there are plenty of them there. And, and one of my fave uh, artists there, Mika Suyan, um, he's got a good one as well. So plenty to choose from there, loonies. Other than that, not much news out there, Moon Knight-related. Uh, so keep keep at it. Uh, okay, well, Chad, let's, let's go into our idle chat. Things that go bump in the night. Now, this is something that Chad uh, and I, or Chad proposed, I think it was a really good idea. Uh, And the idea of, like, that supernatural element of Moon Knight uh, and who you, i.e. Chad and myself, would like to see uh, Moon Knight go up against that is supernatural tinge or kind of folklore tinge. Now, as I was thinking about this, Chad, as well, Moon Knight, of course, is no stranger to, to this, uh, so I've just cited a few here. Um, now, obviously, the werewolves from Werewolf by Night, 32, 33, the introduction of Moon Knight. Uh, we have zombies. I think they were called Zavombies. Chad, I don't know if you remember Mark Spector Moon Knight. They weren't allowed to use the, the word zombie, so they changed it. But, yeah, it's uh, kind of like they had to have like the living vampire and all these other yeah. comic code-based things that, they couldn't be zombies because zombies are definitively dead. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this was an early, I think in the early, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna throw it out there, maybe Mark Spector Moon Knight 3 off the top of my head. It's when Mark goes uh, and, and gets caught up with z- some zombies. Um, then there's the, the Boogeyman as well there, Chad. A little bit of a test. Do you remember Moon Knight playing the Boogeyman, fighting the Boogeyman? Uh, that was in the 2014, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cullen Byrne, uh, yeah. that run. So, you know, I think it's kind of supernatural slash folkloric. Um, also, Ghosts as well. Again, that's from 2014. I've cited that as the Warren Ellis one. Uh, issue three, um, with those ghosts of those dead rockers or the punks. Um, so Moon Knight has fought many supernatural. Uh, I've got Gaia. Gaia. Um, I was talking to... Justin and uh, there's Marvel fanfare which we might cover a bit later on and I think actually Connishu and I have touched upon it but it's um, Mother Earth basically that deity or the God Earth or something uh, Moon Knight comes across and she's kind of all mossy and and tree-like so he's kind of bumped into her we've got vampires coming up in the upcoming series by Jed McKay of course Uh, he's referenced um, in the previous Reese the, the vampiric uh, receptionist for Moon Knight. So uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't fight him, but I'm sure... Well, you've seen the previews, right? Have you have you seen the previews? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's actually more zombies in the previews. Ah, yeah. Again, so so supernatural, eat your heart out. It's it's all coming out. And uh, and I put Toltec at the end there, uh, some sort of Mayan deity, which will be featured in our upcoming Over the Moon, Chad, which we'll get to a bit later on in our in our episode further in on in the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so those you know, so there's no stranger Moon Knight is no stranger to supernatural elements, but what we thought would be interesting would be um, what he hadn't who who he hadn't come up against uh, that we thought would be interesting. So I'll 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 let you kick off, Chad. Um, who did you put? as uh, what would be interesting for Moon Knight to, to be up against. So for this kind of a long spiel now, I've had this idea where Conchu's always try, trying to bring someone else into the fold, like, mm-hmm. you know, threatening Mark with getting the Punisher in on it or 
you know, commentaries fleeting about uh, Bushman. I was thinking, what if Mark had to fight Conchu draped across someone else? And what about Bushman? They have a lot of the same psychology. And yeah. Bushman could easily be led to cause wanton violence. Why? Oh, you know, because he felt like it. He's a bloodthirsty fiend. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think that's really good because he's always kind of... Well, he's, for the most part, been at loggerheads with Conchu, hasn't he? So what better way for Conchu to go, okay, we'll stuff you. You know, I've been trying to make you my avatar. You, you bloody let me down all the time. You don't give me the blood I want. I'm going to jump ship. And he's kind of threatened it, hasn't he, in the past, in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's at least alluded to it with... Um, uh, with the Punisher, like talking about the Punisher, um, which, funnily enough, kind of will get again a bit later on, um, if you know what I mean, Chad. But yeah, that that'll yep. be yeah, that'd be very interesting. And actually, it would make Bushman for me would make him a lot more interesting and deadly, um, because I feel I don't know. This might be a bit of a hot take. I feel I've kind of um, rung that well a bit dry with Bushman. I don't know where else you can really take him now other than like he's been resurrected <laughs> you know he's had a a very gory encounter with moon knight i mean what else what else is there that he can do like to make him an even deadlier villain i.e arch nemesis um, and why not just team up with conchu that's a that's a great idea and especially with his last appearance where he's just kind of like a shell of his former self i mean yeah it's kind of like his version of the bottom. Yeah, it is, actually. And that's right. I mean, you see, uh, there was a lot of kind of flack for seeing Bushman like that. Um, but I'd, I'd have to admire Bemis's take on it because Bushman has been through a lot, right? And he has been kind of um, gotten the better of um, by, by Moon Knight many a time. So, you know, he's got to be in a funk sooner or later. Um, and, and we saw that in the Bemis, uh, the Bemis run. Yeah. Um, oh, anything else there about Bushman and, and the Conchu dynamic? Uh, not really on that front, but I just got a couple more options, things I'd like to see him fight. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about how about your next one? I'd like to see him go up against Wendigos. Yeah, I saw this. Um, again, for, for listeners who aren't privy, uh, obviously Chad and I have a prompt sheet, so I do know, and he does know my picks. Um, but yeah, yeah, I saw this, Chad, and it was like, yes, this is such a cool idea because it's within the Marvel Universe. There's a, a, a real kind of like folklore set up the way i don't know i'm very ignorant chad is yes i'm gonna probably sound like a a complete idiot the wendigo (laughs) the the wendigo is that is that based off like a real folklore thing or yeah oh it is Um, okay okay cool it's sort of like an indigenous american like folk tale um it's a spirit of greed and gluttony okay and oh, okay. it would basically take control of people that get too desperate. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, frontier tales about people going crazy, becoming uh. one with the Wendigo. Uh, there's also, like, tales of people being abducted by Wendigo, turning into them that way. Is um, it... So being, uh, So is being abducted the same? So is, is it like in the comics where you get bitten, you turn into one? That sort of stuff? Kind of, yeah. It's okay. just, like, they have an aura that 
inspires these feelings in people. Okay. Oh, well, I am relieved. I, I actually, I thought it was linked to, to some real thing, but I didn't want to sound like a, like an idiot, like if it was a completely comic-created thing uh, and, and me falling for it. But no, that's good, the Wendigo. Uh, yeah, I like it. And the fact that it's, it's got such a weird, and again, this is from the comic-related side of things, it's got such a weird um, element to it in, like, they play a lot with the borders, right, Chad? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, um, apparently it only works in Canada. Yeah, um, it was, so the folktale is like all sorts of areas in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's traveled around a lot, it's changed, but for the most part it's like, it's a giant humanoid, it's cannibalistic, and... Sometimes they're literally giants. Sometimes they're just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have antlers. Sometimes there's small horns. Sometimes there's nothing. It, um, is it ever like white and furry? Usually they're white and ashen because they're okay. corpses. Ah, okay. Right. Um, and you can kind of see their bones like press against their skin when they move. Like Ooh. they don't fit right against it. Oh god, yeah, that sounds yeah. Pretty, that sounds pretty cool. Um, I thought one thing that was really cool about like their mythos is that their hearts are supposed to be made of ice, and oh. that's like that's like a thing with Kanchu. It's like you know, feast on hearts, right? Yeah, but there's no heart to be had. That's pretty cool. I like how that ties in then with um, yeah, with how that would work within within the Moonlight corner of the universe. But yeah, no, that that'll be. Um, be quite interesting. Uh, the, wasn't there a wasn't there an Avengers tale not that long ago where all the Avengers turned into Wendigos? Um, that's probably the closest that Moon Knight has probably come to a Wendigo. Huh. But um, yeah, I believe on. there was like a Moon Knight thing where he came up against like something involving Wendigos, but it was like super brief. Oh, okay, yeah. I think that would be good anyway as well. Like, you know, Moon Knight always seems to go, you know, not not to um, kind of beat a dead horse here, but like, you know, with the the werewolf by night, uh, the association with the werewolf. Well, Moon Knight seems to always go well with like big big beasts of, of enemies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what better one than Wendigo? And then you have like his his uh, his cast, his his support cast, kind of being affected by it. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would make it a really um, that dynamic. I'm just thinking with the the Jed McKay series coming up with Reese the Vampire. That'd be really weird because we saw in that again. Sorry, spoilers. Anyone who hasn't come across the preview number one, uh, but Moon Knight. It's not. It doesn't give too much away. Look, he just fights what seems to be a couple of vampires in a van uh, and such. Uh, but he has an, an ally, that receptionist, as, as a, who's a vampire as well. But just a really interesting dynamic to see what what happens like with Moon Knight and I guess I guess vampires, um, and and do we see, will we see Blade in that series as well? I, I don't know. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, how about your how about your third one, which is very interesting here. This is the the one I was least familiar with. So this is a real-life thing that happened a while back. There was a uh, big ship accident that happened in Chicago's harbor. Mm-hmm. Or not harbor. 
Um, it was out on the water, and essentially 844 passengers and crew were uh, basically screwed over on their life. Um, basically, there was a lot of weight on one side, tipped oh. the boat. The entire thing went down. Oh. This is uh, 1915. Mm-hmm. And there were so many bodies recovered. They had to use a local armory building as an impromptu morgue. Oh. And... Nowadays, this armory building is a warehouse and the place where Oprah's studio is. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope she gives them gifts. You get this and you get this. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> you know, you've got you to gotta satiate you know, any un, unrestful spirits uh, in your vicinity. Uh, wow. Okay. And so what? what is... But still haunted, so have there been yeah. stories about what's happened, stuff like that? There's just, like, a lot of, like, weird, you know, cases of hauntings that happen. Just, you know, I didn't leave that there. Lights turn off mysteriously. Lots okay. of that stuff. Jump scares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just typical stuff. But it's just, like, how have I not heard of this ever? It's, like, that's a lot of people dead. Or just a catastrophe with no cause. I oh, know that's immense, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's it's yeah, it's terrible. You kind of got me thinking about those, you know, those ghost hunters, and you got those TV shows where people are hunting for ghosts, and they go to these different, you know, locations, and they they have someone that senses the ghosts. Um, it'd be very interesting. I, I like any any stories and any stories that superheroes somehow can go up against ghosts uh, are pretty cool. Um, I mean, again, citing back that ghost story by Warren Ellis, I think that was the the money shot for me for that was like, how do you battle ghosts, right? And, and Moon Knight had this bird armour that allowed him to actually touch the intangible. And uh, I think that was, that's fantastic. But yeah, any ideas of how to incorporate this? Like you think like Moon Knight goes into the, into that um, armory or, or the uh, the film studio, maybe he's Stephen Grant. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not just Oprah running the studio, but like, wouldn't it be great if, like, yeah, Stephen Grant has like this whole shtick about like he's doing this, I don't know, vigilante story again, um, <laughs> and just like. You know, he's getting haunted on set and he just has to have like a face palm moment of just <laughs> why the hell has no one done anything yeah. for over a century about yeah. these freaking ghosts. Yeah. Like like cast and crew were just being like, you know, floodlights are falling onto their heads, <laughs> you know. It gets quite terrible, like poltergeists, um, sort of thing. But yeah, no, that'll be that'll be cool. I think like I've always said there's there should be a, more stuff on Stephen Grant. Uh, he seems to be not used as much. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that would be a good scenario, Chad. The Green Lantern Corps, an interstellar law enforcement agency armed with rings that grant them a variety of extraordinary powers, all of which come from imagination and or emotions. Their names are many. Including Alan Scott, Kyle Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, Sojourner Mullen. 
you're a fan of the Green Lanterns, then please come join me and my co-hosts every week on the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast for Sector 2814, the Green Lantern podcast. Yeah, well, I've got a few here, Chad. I mean, we did ask each other to, to kind of give three scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. so, so my first one was, look, you, you mentioned first Supernatural, and I was going through my head, of course, you know, Halloween, what do we get? We get, like, you know, ghosts, werewolves, Dracula, that sort of thing. What's the other kind of, I don't want to say generic, but, like, stereotypical kind of supernatural theme? And... I popped on to, to witches, and then it got me thinking about, um, I was reading, uh, one of the stories I read to Finn is, is Hansel and Gretel, you know, and about the, the evil witch in her, in her lolly house, um, mm-hmm. and then there's that, that was that movie, is it called The Witch as well? Did you see that one? Um, Which one? Oh, it's, it's one, uh, and, and the, the lead actor, she, she now plays, uh, Ileana, Rasputin in the New Mutants, you know that. Oh um, yeah, I watched that one. Yeah, was that called Witch? It was called Witch or Witches or something. Yeah, yeah. it was just called the Witch. The Witch, yeah. And I thought that was really freaky because it, it there was this other scene where it showed a witch in the woods, kind of luring, like these young. I don't know if they're young kids or just like teenagers and stuff, um, but it had this the the visage of her you know, looking quite attractive and all that. And then it gave you that glimpse of what she really was. And she looked really freaky. And I thought, you know, this is this is cool. This is how you kind of do the witches, right? And if you do witches in that really scary horror way, and, and not just, you know, your Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, then you get a really you get a really kind of cool story, I think. And um and again my mind went to like Penny Dreadful with the witches there. Very scary witches. Um and I thought, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool um, uh, confrontation for Moon Knight to, to have to come up against. Um, so yeah, I thought witches would be would be uh, yeah a first good a first good choice. I think that there's a lot of ways you could uh, change that around, like still be witches, but like have more uh, traditional or ethnic terms to apply to it. Like you could do witches of Hecate. Yep. Uh, you could do witches of just like New America, and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of ways you could play with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and and each of those ways you can do just a really kind of scary, a bit like you know. Again, citing another thing in my head, I think was it called Witches Again? It was an Image Comics thing. Is that by Scott Snyder or something? Um, witches. Yeah, I read only the first. I think the first trade but it again it kind of gave this spin that which is a they're not your conventional kind of bad entity they kind of lived in the woods it's kind of like Blair witchy kind of thing you don't really see them but they they have this force to them um so oh, is that w-y-t-h-c yeah yeah that one is that snyder that's snyder isn't it yeah 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 i thought it was good pretty good just by the uh, art oh, you know, the art yeah the art sells it as well that's really cool 
uh, really dark and uh, yeah, and I reckon it could have that supernatural slash horror tinge for Moon Knight that um, I think goes well with Moon Knight, of course, you know, that horror element. Um, and so anyway, the, the, the second one I had, and these other two were more, I, I guess, well, anyway, I was thinking they're more in, the, in lines with Marvel Universe, but I had like the voodoo, like voodoo with the puppets and stuff and, and basically controlling. And the way that I was seeing that was uh, I was reminded of a West Coast Avengers tale where Moon Knight, uh, the West Coast Avengers get mind controlled but Moon Knight is resistant to that because one of his identities gets mind-controlled, allowing his remaining two identities to function properly. Um, and then as the enemy zaps him again, another one of his identities gets under control, but he's still independent because his, his other identity is still left untouched, you know, that sort of thing. And I thought that would be a really cool element to play into this whole thing about voodoo and controlling people with puppets. Like, you could have, like, the Puppet Master or something making a mould out of Mark Spector from the radioactive clay, but it being Mark Spector, so you control just the Mark Spector element. And, I don't know, you can have this kind of internal struggle with Moon Knight against this rogue personality, or you can have Moon Knight resistant to to the Puppet Master. So, yeah, I, I thought that would be a bit of fun to do. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of ways you can play with that as well. Yeah. I mean, you could have more than one player using these puppets. Maybe there could be a positive influence on it. It's like, it's pretty open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it would be pretty cool. That that was more trying to think of how to incorporate it more into the, the character of Moon Knight as well. And so it's, I guess that was a bit of the play on um, the, yeah, the identities there that he has, the altars. Uh, and finally, I have this one, because I was thinking, um, of course, Moon Knight is a, the, the protector of the, the travellers of the night, and I, um, I thought, um, <coughs> excuse me, what kind of force would be against him to kind of counter, um, you know, protecting travellers of the night? And I had a look at this this English folklore, you know, of the Willow of the Wisp or or Jack o' Lantern, they also call it as well, um, of this kind of spirit apparently that kind of flashes and is meant to have influenced travellers to to go wayward from their journey uh, and to potentially meet, um, you know, nefarious ends or, or grisly ends. Um, I, th- I thought this was a nice little way that Moon Knight could come face-to-face with someone that has, or something that has a directly opposing um, intention for for Night Travellers. Like Dracula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh. Look, as much, again, as much as I love, but that meme is awesome, right? And, and those guys over there doing great work at Moon Knight Core. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Dracula, I mean... Yeah, he's funny, but please let it be known if you're a new fan to Moon Knight, it's nothing to do with his canon at all. Okay, it's it's just yeah. a, a, a an absolutely brilliant meme that was generated and has has now kind of seeped into the psyche of a lot of pop culture. We even had what Jed McKay tweeted, which was really cool. Yep. Did, yeah, did you see that? Just, um, oh, there was a letters mistake. Sorry about this, guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
and uh, and the previous page or uh, previews of issue one had had that uh, the meme kind of integrated into it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, all, all fun aside with that, Chad. Yeah, I think the Will of Wisp would be pretty cool. It's like nondescript as well, so you can really play with that. You can just have this evil force or something. Um, and again, look, I don't know, I think it will work well with um, that format in 2014 that Ellis, Wood and Bun did, um, which is a one-off little, you know, little story. Um, I think that would work well. And especially how things went with uh, Jack-O-Lantern during the uh, King and Black stuff. It's like, what if he still had some of the Dreamstone with him? Oh, what happened? Tell us what happened to Jack Lantern. What's what's going on with him? Like, is that is that Mackendale still? No. Um, it was during like the Venom stuff. Uh, yeah. Like the early Venom stuff. Um, this is when Eddie didn't have a symbiote, and like there was a dark elf witch or someone. I think it was a dark elf. Okay. And uh, like tempting him with like the Dreamstone, which gives you like all these abilities that you can dream up. It's essentially just a replacement of the symbiote. It was like right after right. or during the, what's it called? Um, War of Realms. Oh, oh, okay. Jesus, it's another one that I haven't read. <laughs> well, basically, there's this thing called the Dreamstone, and it gives you all these different abilities. And okay. after Venom basically uh, pisses in her pocket about it, um, it's like, no, I'm not going to adhere to your agenda. People are out there, and they need help. Yeah. And uh, essentially, there's a big fight between Jack-O-Lantern and Eddie at that point. And uh, the same witch goes up to Jack-O-Lantern and offers the Dreamstone. I forget oh. how that finishes, but I know that he plays with it a bit. Okay. Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting character, little Jack. Jack O'Lance. Um, Which one? Yeah, I always think of the one um, from the Daniel Way run of, of Ghost Rider um, when he he goes into. Go- I think that was Jason McIndale. I don't I don't know who who else like who else took up the mantle after that, but um, there's been a couple. Yeah, okay. I'm sure it's kind of like Hobgoblin because I think McIndale yeah. uh, he, he turned into Hobgoblin that sort of stuff. So. Um, yeah, a bit, bit fast and loose with Jack-O-Lantern. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And there there wasn't a, a Marvel character called Willow of the Wisp as well. I'm not sure if you you remember, Chad, uh, one of Silver Sable's contingents. Uh, her, what is it, Silver Sable, Sable and her Wild Pack. Her Wild Pack. Um, that consisted of, I think, back in the day, a rocket racer. Um, Sandman, Willow the Wisp, and I think there was someone else as well. Um, but he was, I don't know what he was. I think no one really liked him or understood him. I think he was, it was kind of of, of another world, uh, just intangible, that sort of stuff. Um, but they didn't, yeah, no one seemed to get along with him. So I don't really know his origin. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, roster for the Wild Pack. And it seems there's a lot of them that don't even have descriptors, like X-Ray, and Tango, Romeo, Juliet, Foxtrot. These are just, like, empty names. Oh, really? <laughs> Lasting all of maybe 
if not one page, maybe a couple of panels, who knows. Um, I, I, I certainly remember them from the backup stories to a lot of the Amazing Spider-Man annuals, but that was all I really saw. Uh, that was the only place I really saw Silver Sable and the Wild Pack. And I got the, I got the 90s Silver Sable title, but I could not tell you what was in it. <laughs> it was probably... It's just pretty forgettable, so... Oh, here it is. Will of the Wisp. Jackson yep. Arbok. Okay. Uh, ability to control the density of his body. Oh, yeah. And that's, like, one of those things where, like, in the classic runs, you know, it's, like, a really basic, you know, no one uses it to its potential, but it's, like, I know. as things have progressed, it's, like, that can be deadly. Are you kidding me? I know. Being intangible is just, like... <laughs> It's crazy good. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love that ability. Um, Vision showed how, how you could use it as well, and that became a staple about altering your density slightly, giving someone like a heart murmur or a heart attack or something. Um, I just think of uh, uh, Martian Manhunter. Oh, what does he do? Like, well, he does that exactly. He just yeah. phases through stuff all the time, and yeah. he can change his body like shape-shifting, and that's, that's crazy intense, like, understand how people don't like appreciate that power yeah yeah exactly i remember as well i think in the defalco run for mighty thor uh thor was fighting i think the juggernaut or something um or the new warriors somehow somehow kitty pride was there as well shadow cat and she mm-hmm. f- she phases like there were some i think might have been the enchantress she made thor look like the juggernaut and vice versa so Kitty Pride went up to Thor, who looked like the Juggernaut, and she phased him, like, halfway down through the pavement until he was, like, up to his waist, and then she solidified him. And, like, the way it was described was, like, his molecules and stuff were bonded with the molecules of the pavement, you know, giving excruciating oh, pain. Yeah. How, how do you get out of that, <laughs> you know? Um, so you can do crazy stuff with... I mean, that's if you can make things intangible. But you can go, yeah, I just remember being affected like that, go, whoa. And Thor, you know, again, just with a whirl of his hammer, he manages to get out. But, like, you're literally part of the pavement. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how you get out of that. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> enough, enough of that. Um, yeah, that, that was really cool. Um, yeah, Chad, any other final thoughts on, on Moon Knight and the Supernatural? Um, I honestly hope we never see him have to fight Dracula. Um, I don't <laughs> want that kind of closure on that meme. Um, yeah. I would honestly really like to see a Blade tie-in because that's mm. just perfect. They're both hunters. They both have, like, these ornate plans to go up against certain threats. It's just like, I can just imagine, like, bone armor Mark going up against like down the forces of dracula because he has all those like wispy night gods and stuff it's like yeah. that's like perfect target for like bone armor mark that's, yeah yeah I don't know, maybe he could just weigh lace or weigh waste to all the various like infantry that maybe blade has to fight through yeah so you mean in um in both in the comic and the and the TV or film or did you mean yeah just the comic, oh, the both? I yeah. was just thinking comics. Oh okay yeah yeah. In the show, I hope he doesn't have to go up against anything that big yet because there's 
I, I haven't seen any Wanda. It's like yeah. The, All of a sudden, he's fighting Dracula. What? Yeah, no, no. Sense. Yeah, absolutely. Although there is a little, and again, I don't think I'm spoiling anything for those who may not have watched Loki so far. But there was like one reference to vampires. Did you pick that up, Chad? I don't think I did. Oh, it was just it was just Mobius. He just said, you know, we've had, you know, titans here. We've had aliens. We've had vampires here. Oh. And I was thinking, ah. A little, little subtle kind of acknowledgement that vampires do exist in the MCU. So obviously that would tie in with with Blade, but um, yeah, that that's kind of juicy as well. I thought uh, for for like, maybe the TVA is also in Sony Pictures. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like you, you're alluding to. Oh, hang on. Are you alluding to Morbius? Yeah. But Morbius, though, isn't he? Wasn't he a genetically, like a scientifically engineered vampire? So he's not. Once again, one of those uh, comics code things where he couldn't be a real vampire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I was found it fascinating that because he was a because he's a living vampire, right? So he's not right. Yeah, yeah. He's not the like the real deal. But yeah, for sure. Uh, Hopefully, they can tie them together. Um, I'm looking forward to the vampire element in the Moon Knight upcoming series. I think it's um it's a nice different take. Uh and we'll just have to see how how it plays out uh, if it has any other lasting effects, but um no, it, it looks good to me. Looks good. Anyway, um we we better wrap up uh, this uh, this little chit-chat for the top of the week here, Chad. Um but before we go, there, there are just a fair few things here I want to give a shout out. So, I've been We've been like blessed by Conchu with um, with some people coming uh, approaching us uh, just with regards to their Moon Knight related stuff, and and we'd love you know we'd love to share anything Moon Knight related uh, fandom wise or or um, or what projects people might have. So uh, the first thing I wanted to kick off was this month in July to commemorate also the release of the new series by Jed McKay, um, our good mate. Russell Moran from Tomes of Evil uh, will be holding a Moon Knight Villamania month on his podcast. Uh, Chad, you're well aware of this, I'm sure. There's going to be a whole what? no way. <laughs> There's going to be a whole host of of ITK uh, hosts uh, joining Russell uh, f- to talk about different uh, villains from the the Moon Knight Rogues Gallery. So I can't wait for this as well. Actually, I'm I'm recording with Russell tomorrow, um, but Chad, I believe you've been uh, you put your name down for something as well. Uh, should be fun. Two somethings. Two, two somethings. Awesome. Yes. Yep. Uh, excellent. I know Russell's working madly to try and find a trying to get the schedule working for everyone, um, but I'm sure he'll pull it off. He's he's doing great work over there. But Chad, yeah, are, are you? Do you know? Are you recording soon or? I already did. Oh, like awesome. Three or four weeks ago. Yes. All right, in the can, as they say. It's in the can, just waiting to be released. Uh, yeah, so go check it out, Loonies, on Tomes of Evil all throughout July. Uh, all the villains featured there will be Moon Knight-related, so a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, also, as well, a big shout-out to our top-tier Petroni, Daniel Doing. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, Fringe Knight. It's a great creator-owned thing that he does. Uh, it's his own superhero from Erie, Pennsylvania. 
Now, Daniel has a GoFundMe uh, um, website set up to fund issue six of Fringe Night. So I know he's working feverishly on all the stories and, and the uh, and, and the arcs coming up ahead. Uh, issue four has been out, so issue five's probably you know in production somewhere. But issue six, he's um, already looking ahead. So go, please check it out. This will be in the show notes. Uh, give it a click and donate what you can. Um, it's always great to support indie indie projects, Chad. And uh, and I know you liked a couple of these pages from um, from Daniel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see with number six coming out that came out like or he announces being worked on like about a week ago yeah right so it's like real fresh yes yeah absolutely um but he needs funds uh to to make this a reality and and believe me it is a lot of fun fringe and i go check it out um go get in touch with daniel uh, and uh, check out oh, Indie Planet, I believe, is the website where you can buy digital copies of, of all the other issues that came before. Uh, number three, a big spectacle to a Moon Knight alumni, Paul Davidson. Now, those of you would know, he penciled, he did the fantastic artwork to a lot of the latter Bemis issues um, of the, the Moon Knight Bemis run. Very kind of out there, very kind of alternate undergroundy looking kind of artwork from Paul Davidson uh, Looney's I Mar- thought it was very reminiscent of like some of the fear and loathing fan art that I've seen oh okay yeah well it's very kind of very trippy I mean he a lot of the issues that he did um, Looney's will remember the the various versions of Moon Knight uh, in the mindscape that that Mark visits uh, that's all Paul Davidson's work. Anyway, he has a Kickstarter for his uh, his artwork book, or his art book. Uh, it's called Fantastic Illustrated. Um, different versions of it, <coughs> ranging from digital copy to softcover to hardcover um, to limited edition stuff. Um, but his artwork is impressive, so please go check it out. And like I said, he is an, uh, uh, a Moon Knight alumni so uh yeah yeah support your your moon knight uh creators also as well as mentioned from our previous episodes uh episode 216 moon knight origins uh they are doing currently doing a fan film on moon knight and and an origin story obviously from the titles and they have an indiegogo page so please support their fan film uh, I guess donate or become a patron in any way, uh, and uh, you, there's also a teaser on the Indiegogo website. So again, the links in the show notes for that. They've also got an Instagram and Facebook page too, which you can join and become a member of. Uh, and finally, as well uh, as mentioned last episode too, phases of the Moon Knight essays examining the world of Moon Knight. Uh, this is a fantastic endeavor by a friend of the show, Scott Weatherly. You can email him at 20thCenturyGeek at gmail.com. Uh, he has his own awesome podcast there, 20th Century Geek. And uh, and you can contribute to to this publication, which has got the green light from Sequart. Uh, they're the, they're the uh, publishing house. Um, so you can be part of a, a right royal real book. Um, and you can write about Moon Knight, your favourite your favorite superhero character. Now, just a reminder, contributors will be asked to provide a 500 to 700 word abstract on the essay topic, uh, including sources they'll be using and key issues to be covered 
Uh, once discussed and agreed, a deadline will be set for a first draft to be submitted, and each contributor will be paid 50 bucks. I'm assuming that might be US um, for the essay. It could be pounds because Scott is English. Uh, and um, amount may change between now and when contracts are signed and you'll also receive a copy of the book when it's published so uh, if you love your writing you love your moon night go check it out it's certainly worth doing i know he's got a few feelers out from uh, a few of the loonies already chad um, and what do you reckon does this uh, does this kind of float your boat well, that's a little invasive. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can't get my metaphors. Does this, does this, uh, you know, <laughs> does this uh, interest you? I think. Is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would be uh, up my alley, you could say. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but yeah, a big shout out there again. Uh, the details will be in the show notes for any of you loonies interested. So there's plenty here to do. Um, we're just a vessel. We want to we want to spread the good word on all these projects. Uh, and and yeah, if you do love your moon night, uh, all of these stuff, all of this stuff is is you know right right in there, right in your wheelhouse. Um, anyway, Chad, a huge thank you. Uh, are you willing to turn up? Towards the end of the week, we've got like an arc to review. I guess. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Well, well, let's see if we can uh, if the moons will align for us for that one. Um, and uh, and Looney's next phase, which will be towards the end of the week. Look, I've got down here. It's the last quarter. It's not the last quarter, to be brutally honest. I think it's a new moon, but. Um, our schedules have shifted a bit, so I've just got to flip the bird to, to Konshu and say, stuff you, we're doing this up. So <laughs> regardless of the phase, uh, n- next episode will be an Over the Moon, so that is an ARC review. And Chad and I will be looking at the Volume 5 Benson Run, issues 26 to 30, down south. This should be awesome. Uh, it's a cracker of a read. Uh, looking forward to it. But um, yeah, so go read up on it, get yourself acquainted, and uh, and catch us back at the end of the week. Uh, a big thank you once again, Chad, and I'll, I'll catch you towards the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Right here. We'll catch you then. See you guys. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.